Hello and welcome to our first crossover episode of Hold My Popcorn, where we typically make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. I'm Max Healy in a 95-degree fall, Nashville, Tennessee, and over in Sacramento. We have the quarantine Johnny Oshack. How are you, John? I am just dripping sweat right now, and I said this last time, but my cat jumped on me again and just slid right off. It, <laughs> it's so bad. It's just me and a wife beater just coughing dying we're getting through this it's gonna be fantastic how are you max i'm great um so just for the listeners john and i were at a wedding uh, last week in beautiful cloudy rainy milwaukee and we both got infected with some sort of like wisconsin cheese filled plague it's been like whimpering coughing for the past seven days thought it was whiskey and cigars we were wrong but uh over in beautiful los angeles california we're welcoming in the, the cast of the hit uh, film review podcast, Cinemundo, starring Kathy, Mark, and Burke. Thank you guys for coming Hello. on. Hey, thanks, hey, for, hey. thanks for having us. It's a very lovely, like, 70, like, mid-70s and kind of cloudy, rainy. It's very nice and cool. Ooh. It's cooler here in L.A. Oh, than in, in the desert. Nashville or Sacramento. Mm. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Rub it in, folks. Rub it in. Oh, we're, we're rubbing it in. <laughs> Hardly any humidity, even when it rains. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know if the trees are changing color here or if they're just burning off. Like, that's how hot it's been. That's so hot. It's been a rough one. Well, thanks for Max, having us on. Absolutely. Max, don't make those jokes. I'm going to be probably engulfed in hellfire if, if this <laughs> October is anything like last. <laughs> so if we hear some kind of crackling noises, we'll know you've just basically ignited. It, it, basically, when it comes down to it. I mean, it rained ash here last October or September, thereabouts. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Fall doesn't re- fall doesn't really happen anymore, does it? No, no. It goes from summer to winter, at least you know. Even though our winters are super nice here because they're not super cold, so they're getting warmer. So it's more like fall for like six months. That's Kathy rubbing it in some more. <laughs> <Just so laughs> you guys know, that's why we live in like this godforsaken place with the worst traffic in the world and so many people because the weather's so good. <laughs> so uh, good until thanks you get for balancing it out. <laughs> um, but before we dig into our topic today, would you guys like to just uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your show? Um, sure. Yeah, we do a you know a, a podcast, really sort of a unique thing for people to do. I think you know. Yeah. Um, so few what's a podcast. <laughs> Movie podcast, there's hardly any of those. <laughs> yeah, we'd sort of like to introduce the concept to the world. Um, but no, we're we're three old pals. We go way back. We've always loved movies. We've always had like movie nights together. We always sit around and drink whatever and talk about movies endlessly. And finally, and, and also uh, Kathy and I back a long time ago used to publish an actual print magazine called Ooh. Cinemondo. Oh, cool. And... Uh, yeah, it was a print magazine. We did we had a lot of fans, and it was actually successful. But it was breaking us. It was just, print is expensive and stressful and tiring, and we weren't. You know, it was like it's going to kill us if we keep making a magazine. <laughs> Podcast is way easier. So we retired yeah. the magazine, and then, you know, years later, Kathy said, "You know what? We should resurrect Cinemondo as a podcast." Yes, Kathy is the Here one that started are. this. And Mark is our friend we've known for forever, and we've all just been movie buddies, you know. 
So we've been doing this for a little over a year. We yeah. have like 60 plus episodes. How long have you guys been doing your podcast? I think we're right around the same. I think we kind of start around the same time too. Yeah, Pretty sure. Just, just, it's like when you find the people that you cannot stop talking about movies with, like you just when you get together, it's just nonstop. And the people around you are just like, oh my God, shut up already. <laughs> then you know you need to do podcasts with those people. <laughs> so originally for it me, it goes from movies to, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's all good. Go ahead. See, there's that no, delay. Just, it goes from, it, it goes from, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It goes from movies, then it, you know, can morph into talking about music and you know, sometimes politics or that kind of stuff. So, it's always interesting. We never really know where the, you know, where the podcast is going to go. So now you yeah, folks so, have a. Sorry, Max. I was just going to ask about the fourth uh, cast member. You guys have a little dog that runs around and raises hell half the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's being unusually quiet right now. Yeah, I'm worried. Where is he? And he, he <laughs> Too he, quiet. <laughs> he ain't so small either. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's actually little. huge. His head's oh. bigger than mine. Well, yeah, I'm sure he'll make an appearance in a really that, awkward time. Yeah. That's Darwin. Yeah, he'll he'll make his uh, his presence known. Usually in the very intense part of a conversation when right. the mailman comes by. <laughs> oh boy, can't wait. <laughs> but he's a great story because Burke and his wife um, you uh, got him maybe what two years ago. Something like that, yeah. He was a rescue, you know, at at the uh, downtown Los Angeles shelter, which is basically like the pit bull warehouse, you know. <laughs> and we went in and we're looking and it was like, God, did we go to the pit bull section? And it's like, no, they're all pit bulls there. It, there's, <laughs> so it's really sad. And they just, <laughs> they need love. They need the love. And uh, this boy was, I think, a, <laughs> he was a troubled teen. You know, he was a, Oh, a little tragedy. So we brought him home and he was, he was tough to deal with at first, but now he is a very, um, I don't know. He's really sweet and still has a lot of personality. He learned to trust. Yeah. And he's, oh, yeah. he's a licking machine. So yeah. don't have to take a shower when you come here. Cause you'll have to take a shower when you're done. I know. I feel bad. We have people on the show and he'll come over and they're all like trying to talk and he's like licking them and putting his head in their lap. And they're all like, um, uh, what do I do with this dog? Yeah. <laughs> And not everybody's yeah, comfortable get a with the up. big. Yeah, yeah, they do. And even though he's a sweetheart, he's still you know intimidating looking. You know. Yeah, he's a, he's a devil dog. He's like the dog in the Omen. You know. That's why I like like the John the John Wick movies um, have a pit bull. In oh them. yeah. I like that they're making you know the pit bull kind of more ubiquitous to film instead of just like the cute shaggy dog. We're gonna have a cool pit bull, and the pit bull isn't. Like attack pit bull, like you know, once upon a time in Hollywood, yeah, it's like just, just like imagine. a nice oh God. pit bull. <laughs> oh my God, that was amazing. Even though I did want one like that <laughs> yeah. once upon a time in Hollywood, an amazing pit bull in there. He was a sweet Ripping dog, fingers and it was balls time off. For him not to be sweet. You know? <laughs> exactly, it was so gratifying. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, um, I, I know that you guys are all just yeah. I'm just gonna cut you off. Shut the fuck up, guys. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody listening podcast, like I thought this was a movie podcast. Yeah. They can't stop talking about their dog. <laughs> The pit pod. Um, hey, that's a good So idea. I know you guys are all big horror for, uh, film nerds, and uh, we figured this would be the best time of year to have you on, because today we're going to be discussing our personally selected top three scariest movies that we've ever seen. And just for classification, this isn't a best horror movies ever made, like The Shining or Nosferatu, but the scariest movies that you've personally seen where you had to check your pants after you were done watching it. You so, mean like that topic. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? You go first. All right, cool. So, first one on my list then is uh, The Strangers from 2008, starring Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman. 
who was uh, excellent on the TNT show Animal Kingdom, by the way. And um, also starring Glenn from Always Sunny for a minute in yeah. a uh, nice latest <laughs> <Very> story. <laughs> he just gets shot straight in the face immediately. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's an isolated story about a couple that gets terrorized by three masked murderers. Pretty standard formula, but I thought it was just executed better than like 90% of the other Cabin in the Woods type of movies. Uh, Did you see the sequel? No, I didn't even know that there's a sequel until I started looking this movie up again. It's everything that it does everything wrong that the first movie got Mm. right. The thing I liked about Strangers is that the people did really smart stuff. Like when you watch a slasher movie, it's always like, don't go in there. Don't go up there. Don't be stupid. Don't go outside. Don't, you know. But in this Strangers, I feel like they were in my head. I'm like, this is what I would do next. And they would do that. Like you never felt like they were just putting themselves out there to be killed. They always felt like they were really trying to get around it. So that was refreshing in general. Even the style I felt with leading up to these folks actually busting into this house and doing the doing the do, um, it was it, they kind of break the audience down in an interesting way where it starts off with emotional trauma. You know, somebody clearly was proposed to and said no. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so you're already kind of like down and a little bit weakened by the time like everything ratchets up, which is interesting. It's almost like uh, I don't think it's a boxing technique, but you soften somebody up for you actually throw a haymaker kind of a thing. So it really catches you and hooks you just because of that, because you're already kind of on your heels looking at this couple completely struggling. And then also in the back of your mind, knowing that they're going to die a gruesome death. Yeah, it was like it's already the worst day of their life. And then they get tortured to death (laughs) on top of that. And they have to rely on each other, which they don't really trust each other anymore. (laughs) No. And it's really taut. I mean, it's like, you know, 90 minutes and it's just, you know, from, right from the beginning, you're, you're invested in them. And if you care about the characters, then what happens to them, you care about what happens after that. So uh, heavily endorse yeah. that selection. Yeah, that was, that's a great one. Thank you. And also, so I did see this movie in theaters with our co-host Bill Dooley when we were freshmen in college. And um, the movie was so loud that the speaker next to us busted out completely. So whenever there was like a jump scare scene, the whole speaker would just go... <laughs> It's freak us out even more. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. Ugh. No wonder you're traumatized. I know, right? And um, also just the fact that uh, back in college, um, when I was at UT of John, I was at a Halloween party dressed as Kenny Powers, just fucking crushing it, being super cool. And um, I had to go back to the apartment to get something. And I had to walk through the pool area of our complex. And it was dark and I was by myself. And this dude who was dressed exactly like the man from The Strangers opened the gate from the other side of the pool and just stood there. God, that's, so great. that's great. Happy Halloween. Oh, that's so good. I just says like, dude, you're scaring the shit out of me right now. And then you can hear him start chuckling. I'm like, no, you can go. You can you can go by first. I like I would not walk past him. If you haven't noticed yet, Max is a very aggressive person. I don't know if it's yes. Boston or what it is, but. <laughs> I mean, it came down to I would have drowned the dude in the pool and he would have just been like, "What? Are, I don't understand. Then it would have been Strangers Part 2. <laughs> it's a better movie. do that. <laughs> but just like that guy opening the gate, a lot of the, they didn't rely on jump scares too much as opposed to like a soft jump where like you would see the guy in the mask, for instance, just like in the background, in the house, just standing there. And it took right. you a second to see him as yeah. opposed to someone jumping out behind him. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, or a cat running by or a squirrel hitting the window. It's like, ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Squirrel hitting the window. Goddamn squirrel scared me. It's bullshit. I resent jump scares. You have this <laughs> feeling of resentment whenever that happens. Agreed. Who wants to go up next here? 
I'll throw that one out there. Um, Sorry. Uh, So I I have to throw in 28 Days Later, and I know it's a zombie film and all this nonsense, and I wasn't ever really too caught up in the zombie craze, but this was like the first big zombie film that I saw, but also the first time that I can tell that, well, they fucking run, which was super wild, because Dawn of the Dead didn't happen for another two or four years, and they stole that from them. Like, oh, wow, yeah, zombies can run. Holy shit. But just that, the indie filming, it was all done on camcorders, super gritty. Of course, the, you know, the guy waking up in a hospital and like the entire city and the hospital itself is just deserted. There's just trash and garbage, no bodies lying around anywhere. Um, and then focusing on those, on the individuals throughout it where you feel like, well, their pain and everything, so on and so forth. But like the weird, like artsy stuff in the background, they're, you know, they're driving through the through the countryside and it's all you know a painted picture which is really cool and then of course like these things just these zombies vomit blood on you which is pretty metal in my opinion there's some gruesome kills in that too with the uh the husband it's fucking brutal yeah yeah and once again they run like before this no zombie had ever run before period except in like video games or something, which was just shocking. And I got to see this in the ghetto in Washington, D.C., where the entire crowd, every time something was about to happen, be like, oh, shit, get him, no, he's behind you, no, no. Like, that so, makes the movie it, scarier when you're in a theater and people are yelling in your ear. You know? yeah. <laughs> also, that was directed by Danny Boyle, who's great yeah. with that yeah. kind of stuff. And also, um, the thing about that movie, too, that it's sort of, zombie adjacent because people weren't actually dead they were sick yeah so in a way you know when you threw up on somebody they end up getting sick and then they became you know homicidal so they would have that speed and that capability because they weren't actually rotting from the inside out they weren't getting rigor mortis <laughs> yeah exactly I think and the idea of those, the, the lumbering zombie is the idea that people are are still going through the death process you know their their limbs are stiff and they're they walk like a corpse would walk you know but in this one it's like they're amped up these are yeah. these are they're on pe- speed or people something. on speed yeah. who are also had their had some sort of a traumatic brain damage or something i like too when they get really good actors in movies like this because it really elevates yeah. the whole yeah. thing i mean you got like christopher eccleston and jillian is it jillian or gillian yeah, I mean, he's yeah. really cool. He's great, that guy. Yeah, yeah. So, he's always good. good. He has people like that in it, and you're instantly engaged in following them and caring about them. Also, like, knowing the shoestring budget is so fun. Like, a lot of the, the scenes where London is just completely abandoned, they had to just, like, walk into these big shots and ask pedestrians politely, like, hey, we don't really have money to close this street down. Can you just get out of the shot for, like, 10 minutes, and we'll be fine. We'll be on our way. So fun little things like that. It's also written by um, Alex Garland, who's yep. done the what X Machina and uh, Annihilation now as a director. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, those yeah. are great. I mean, I think the scariest part, too, is just seeing Cillian Murphy's flaccid dick. I don't know about you guys. But oh, that I don't remember. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's like the I first shot of the movie. He's like, OK, all right. <laughs> this is the scarecrow's dick. That man is a Greek god. I could stare at that all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to see it again. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned that. Uh, Another good choice. Yeah, that's really good. Danny Boyle. Should we do one of our, one of ours now? Go Mark. Want me to go? Okay. All right. This one, uh, this will show my age, but I don't care. Um, I saw this when I was 10. So you have to remember, I'm thinking movies that scared me at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was 10 years old. 
This movie came out in 1971. You can do a quick math, quick math as to how old I am. And <laughs> it was years old. Steven Spielberg's first uh, feature film, feature length, but it was a made-for-TV movie called Duel. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one? It's uh, before Jaws. Before yeah. Jaws, before Sugarland yeah. Express. It's a. It's, it stars Dennis Weaver as a businessman driving his little car through the uh, through the desert on a lonely highway, and he passes a truck, this dirty truck, and he keeps going on his way. Then the truck passes him, and it turns into a cat and mouse game between him and his little car and this huge, dirty, nasty truck. And it scared me because it was just like Jaws did years later. You know, not wanting to go in the ocean or swimming because of fear of a shark this was I, i'd be in a you know car with my family and i'd be scared of every truck thinking the right. truck would pass us <laughs> and it would turn into this game and it's just really tightly directed it's, it's like, like a, it's like a perfect movie it really I is i can't think of anything about it and it's low budget and it's a simple premise it's basic i mean you just said the premise of the film that's it and so for 90 minutes that's it but you'd think okay how can you make a movie with that's all that's going on but his direction is so interesting and so uh just the shots are cool the setups are really interesting and it's just it just it's just captures you and i can always watch it I the can pacing go of that thing it ratchets the tension yeah. so perfectly through the duration of the film that like you're just sweating by the by the time you're at a certain point in the film yeah so spielberg like you know before i think he was 24 or 25 when he made this yeah. movie he already or had wow. and it was like holy cow this is him more like before he got into the huge budget stuff and the, you know all the close encounters and all that kind of stuff this was sort of like hey a camera he shot it in like in 10 days yeah and it's wow. it's just a it's a winner. So I recommend <laughs> the opposite it of Jaws. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, it's just and the truck is like I think that truck was destroyed, but there's a second yeah. truck somewhere in Montana or Idaho right. that oh, you can go and see <laughs> see the exact same truck. So that it would be fun for me to go on a road trip and just check that out. So that was a great for me scary movie. I have a bone to pick with uh, this movie because I feel like it enabled uh, the creation of Jeepers Creepers, which the world could live without because that's like the whole beginning of the movie is just like super ghetto, broke ass down, like diesel spewing truck chasing two children to eventually just go suck out eyeballs and tongues. But that movie should have never been made. And it's a shame that uh, that guy decided to steal literally this to start start his movie. It gave us joyride. I like joyride. Yeah. Oh, Paul <laughs> Walker. Yeah, much that road. So yeah. there was also the Hitcher. There was Road Games, mm. which had Jamie Lee Curtis. There's, I mean, I'm a sucker for those. Yeah. I really yeah, am. It's a genre. So, yeah, it's a genre. But the car the duel, horror. Duel was the is the king. It's still still the best, and it's the one that really launched his career. There was funny. a lot of those around that time, like vehicle, vehicle movie. Remember the car with James the Brolin? Car. How about the hearse? <laughs> the hearse. Yeah. Christine. Killdozer. Killdozer. <laughs> Maximum <laughs> Overdrive. Awesome. Maximum Overdrive. Killdozer, though. Killdozer, the same Maximum guy who, who, uh, who uh, was, you know, I think directed Killdozer, was the driver in Duel. Right. Oh, wow. That's a legend. Cool. So anyway, <laughs> just, you, you know. I would love to see Spielberg actually do a horror movie. Like a legit, yeah. like I mean, he had, like have him kind of go back to like that. It seemed like his first few movies were a little bit like that. You know, they had more of a thrill thriller. But he can make it seem scary when he wants to. Yeah, yeah I mean, Jaws is still one of the scariest. <laughs> I mean, and even though Toby yeah. Hooper is the director, I mean, you can tell Spielberg was involved in, in Poltergeist. Poltergeist, a lot of yeah. that, in Poltergeist. So, oh, totally, <laughs> that creepy ass tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. All right, Kathy, how about you? <laughs> is it my turn? 
I'm gonna. I have some newer ones, but I think I'll throw out the older one, older classic, um, Last House on the Left, the original Ooh. by mm. Wes Craven. That that movie is scary because it felt like it was a documentary about an abduction and this total abuse and torture of women. So when you see it, you're like, whoever made this is a sick fuck. So whenever I see a movie that I'm worried about the filmmakers, I know it's really scary. Um, But it's funny because the movie basically scarred me for life. I saw that and was like, what? And it had this, this advertisement that was just, just keep reminding yourself. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. That ad would come on the radio or on TV and I'd be like running out of the room like, no, (laughs) just so horrific. And like, I'd never seen anything like it. Like that was just at the beginning of this hardcore kind of horror thing happening. But you you used to go to see like hammer horror films films in the theater. When you were a tiny, tiny child. I always loved horror. I loved Dracula. I loved Dark Shadows. (laughs) I loved all that stuff. But oh, Last House on the Left. Yeah, <laughs> I need to see the original. I mean, I've seen the the remake, which actually has a really like underrated cast now, but I've yeah. never been able no, to the see original, the, the original. I think the original is scary too because it's super gritty and low budget yeah. looking, so it really looks like looks you're watching some real. kind of creepy documentary. Yeah. Like, just yeah. it feels like you're watching something that really is happening as you watch mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. There's a style of filming and a, and a style of acting and production and just a look and a sound and the music, everything about certain movies in the 70s that for some reason, for me, the scariest, some of the scariest films were made in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. And I think you. they're, you know, they're the prototypes for a lot of the things that are still considered They're scary. less polished. In yeah. a weird way, you know, or can be. And like Kathy just said, gritty, and you feel like it's actually happening. Yeah. A lot of times the way the act, the style of the acting or the way it's shot, it sometimes seems like it's not so polished. And like you, I think you said polished, like unpolished. Mm-hmm. And you feel like somebody took a camera, like, you know, a Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre or something. Yeah. It's like somebody took Very a camera simple. and filmed this happening. Yeah, Just having practical effects and unknown actors just makes it yeah. seem so much realer. Right. Yeah, I agree. And they're just like out in the woods doing this. Like it's just this so super like creepy low budget thing. Like, <laughs> and you blah. get the impression, like you were saying, that the filmmakers are actually unhinged here. Yeah, it's and like, the, the, the filmmakers actually became legends too because yeah. they were <laughs> Sean Cunningham who did Friday yeah. the 13th and then Wes Craven who yeah, did Wes Nightmare. Craven. You would never think those two guys would make this kind of movie because they made gross, scary movies, but nothing like this. I mean, this yeah. is a whole other level. They were stoned yeah. or something and just out of their mind. Hippies. They were whatever. Yes. They, before they sort of, you know, said, oh, I, we can actually make a living doing this. I feel like they just yeah. filmed themselves killing people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I think in some ways, a lot of those early, you know, the early, you know, efforts by a lot of filmmakers where they were saying, you know what, we have to do something that's going to make a big splash here. You know, later in your career, you can afford to be subtle, you know. But they were like, you know, I want to be a filmmaker. I want people to notice me. So let's make something that people cannot ignore here. I was looking at it. It was made for (laughs) $87,000. That's it. It's awesome. I don't think anyone got paid. (laughs) So I really think that you folks are onto something about the 70s because Disney jumped on that bandwagon too in 79 with a movie called Black Hole, which was sci-fi horror. And I mean, people getting hit with buzzsaws from killer robots and crazy mad scientist on a starship, the whole bit. And that movie actually really fucked me up as a kid. But 79 and Disney put their logo on it, signed off on it, hmm. everything. And this is not for kids, not for kids. Yeah. So there there really was something in the 70s going on. Hmm. I think it was a lead in the water. 
<laughs> the, the black hole was so weird. I remember when that came out, it was Disney trying sort of an experiment. You know, they, they hadn't really pushed out in other realms before, you know, you're, it, and it was, when it came out, I remember people were saying, Oh my God, what happened to Disney? Disney hmm. is ruined. You know, they have people dying and getting shot and, and it's, it was it was kind of uh, it was pretty controversial when it came out, but it was I think it was Disney trying to push into a different realm, and they didn't really know how far they could go. It was you know like we were talking about this the seventies, and that was sort of the style in the seventies, you know, and they were just saying like let's make something that's a little edgy, but still have cute robots in it with little cartoon eyes, you know. <laughs> Beepity boop bop beep boop. Yeah. yeah. Chainsaw. Yeah. Chainsaw. I'm sorry, John. I'm going to just write you. Uh, John just sent me a text because I sent him a picture of the last house on the left poster. And then he just said, holy shit, these guys know so much. I never met anyone who knew this movie. Wow. <laughs> we like our obscure shit. Be careful watching that one. It's, yeah. it's, it will that, scar you. If the black hole fucks you up, this yeah. will take you into a, you know. I mean, even the poster, like, kind of like, ew, gross. This looks real. Yeah. <laughs> Well, should I go? Should I go? Yeah, yeah go. go for it. I, I have a bunch here. I don't have just three, but like I was saying about the 70s um, and also about the idea of being scared by a film, you know, like I, there's a million movies I could name that might classify as horror, but didn't scare me. But I think they're cool. But I was scared the first time I saw The Exorcist mm. because when I when I saw it, I was not that far away from having been in uh you know, very hardcore religious school in the South. And so a lot of the religious kind of imagery in movies used to freak me out a bit because I already had nightmares about it, you know? <laughs> and you're a good man. <laughs> yeah, I was already, you know, I was already traumatized by, you know, the things I was hearing in these churches and stuff. And then you'd see it in the exorcist. like, okay, this is what they're talking about. This is, you know, this demonic possession thing. I've heard people tell me this is real. So I think it was like the first time I saw The Exorcist, I think it was like 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, yeah, that's intense. Or maybe 11 or something. Whenever I, I didn't know, see it till way later, however old I was. But yeah, that one, that one's a good age still, to see it. I still yeah. love that movie and I love the craft of it now. It doesn't really scare me anymore because, you know, I've sort of moved beyond <laughs> being scared of religion. <laughs> but um, it was. It was so real. It's another one, you know, 70s, very incredible acting, incredible cast in that film. And you just oh, yeah. totally believe everybody. You, Everybody in that film is real. Well, it's because it seems like the set was like actually possessed as well. The set? I mean, yeah, like they had Location. like multiple yeah. issues while, while making the movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Dude, people... <laughs> People fell down that staircase for years after the fact. It's if I'm not mistaken, they DC only just got rid of that staircase. Um, it's still there. Actually, is it still there? Yeah, I think I've, it's because so many more people are going to that staircase. Yeah, you know, and they're wanting to pose and do their selfies, and then what? And they can't. I've, they can't walk down <laughs> stairs either. Yeah. More and more yeah. people don't know how to walk these stairs. <laughs> I've fallen down these those days, stairs. These days, kids myself. don't know how to use stairs. <laughs> I fell down those stairs and, and my head got turned around backwards. And, <laughs> and know, he spewed vomit. And you know what's weird about that is the character who does that in the film, his name is Burke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burke Denning. And it's a rare name. Yeah. You know, you don't That's hear that funny. name. But anytime there's a Burke in a movie, he's a 
he dies a, a horrible death. He falls down the stairs and his head gets turned around. <laughs> like an alien. Alien you know? yeah, Burke. And he was the total right. turncoat. He was yeah. horrible. Oh yeah, no, Burke right. was uh, who's Burke an, an alien? Is that Paul Schrader? Uh, not Paul Schrader. Paul. Uh, oh, Paul. oh 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 yeah yeah yeah. Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. Yeah Paul, Paul Reiser. Reiser. Yeah. yeah yeah. Oh, just couldn't wait to see that guy get killed. Yeah. But yeah. I also go back to to movies that have a mood that scares me. That was going around in the '60s, even movies. One movie that still haunts me is The Haunting from 1963. Mm-hmm. That's a great ghost story. Is that what they remade in like ninety five yeah, or something with uh, Liam Neeson? Maybe was the yeah. haunting of Hill House the same as the haunting? No, no, the haunting. Okay. and then the, and then there's the legend of Hill House with okay. Roddy McDowell, which is another one I love too. I love that movie. I think it's scary, nineteen seventy three, but it's it's got a feeling to it, and it and it's it's when people were still trying to put together, still trying to create the language of horror and the language of scary for film still sort of trying to figure out how to tell those kind of stories. And when you look at early, early horror films, there's one that I really love from 1945 called dead of night where, you know, the impression is that there's certain tropes in horror and that one has sort of invented a few of them. Cause 1945, it's hard to name other scary movies from that era. And that's an anthology. Yeah. Yeah, it's got the uh, spooky uh, ventriloquist dummy. It's right? got a ventriloquist dummy. It's got the mirror one. The mirror one is, and it's before there were all those before those tropes. You know, one of the things that that makes me sort of like I was saying, it, get, it makes me sort of resent a movie is when I feel like I'm somebody's trying to paint on the tropes. You know, it's like okay, here comes that scene again. But when you watch earlier films, I think that's what it, you know. In the seventies, there there weren't films like that ever before you know there wasn't a movie like the exorcist before the exorcist and before dead of night there wasn't a movie like that and that's what i like about the feeling of some of those films you feel like you're you're looking at something that was that's being invented before your eyes mm-hmm. well max yeah, game I, changer burke just gave you five movies there so oh, I, got more. <laughs> I have more burke does not there you go the okay world. you know you're done <laughs> I, have a, I have a ton more and uh, just going back to the Exodus real quick too. Another thing I find which is amazing is that Max von Sydow or whatever his last name is, he, you know, they had he had aged makeup in that movie, and he looks exactly yeah, the way he does now. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, sure, they did a good job. Well, Dick was, Smith is incredible. Dick Smith is amazing. And he looks so good in that because when I saw it, I thought, okay, that's that's his real. That's his. That's how he looks. That's what I, I thought so yeah. too. I and thought then, he was an old guy, an yeah. old actor. Then you looked at him, you go, oh my God, he was like forty or something. Yeah. You know? He, yeah, he was. I think he was like 42 or something. Yeah. Like, it's amazing nuts. makeup. It really, it's... it's I actually to, got the to chance that. to tell Dick Smith that I, f- that I thought that. I, I met him, you know, and I oh, was talking cool. to him about, you know, I, The Exorcist. And I said, I always thought he was an old actor. And he kind of nodded and he says, yeah, I hear that all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the way it's As shot. As it should. Too. Yeah. It's like and, the best you know, piece of makeup ever. It, <laughs> yeah. The thing about it is it's makeup. It's great makeup, but... Max von Sydow is so good in that as an old man. Those scenes where mm-hmm. he's walking through Iraq, through the streets. He's not just doing like the old man walk that you see like actors, some actors doing. He's walking like he's in pain. Like his, he has got an old person's body. He just sells it so well with his movements and his, you know, his acting. Anyway, he takes a pill. Yeah, uh, like and his hand is yeah, shaking. Yeah, he's yeah, he's brilliant in yeah, that. Yeah. And he's so even just the old man shaking voice, kind of. You know, he's starting to lose yeah. it a little bit. He's just God Himself who compels you. 
Um, all right. So my next one, it's, it's paranormal activity. The first one, um, cliche at this point, I know, but I saw it in theaters and kind of going, that kind of ties into the, the other kind of movies we we're talking about. I'd never seen a movie like this when it came out. Um, yeah. and also, you know, like Glass House and Left, this movie cost $15,000 to make. Like, I mean, any of us could have made this movie, which is insane. <laughs> insane. It's a really smart idea. And it, yeah. it kind of invented yeah. the genre in a way. I mean, it was, it definitely totally. right there in the Blair Witch, that sort of found yeah. footage thing. Yeah. It's our, it's like the 20, it's like my generations or it's like the 21st generation of, or 21st century Blair Witch project, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Super cheap to make, spawn a million knockoffs kind of tainted the memory of it watching it, you know, later on. But at the time watching it, I had zero context of what the movie was going to be about and Mm -hmm. it scared the shit out of me. I remember you coming home and I've never (laughs) seen you scared before. Um, (laughs) And you were sheet white and it was like you had just woken up. So fun fact about Max, if he wakes up in the morning, he (laughs) does not say a word. He doesn't nope. acknowledge you. You don't exist. And this was like him. He just like sat down. He had like the, the, the t- you know, what was it? The thousand yard stare. Like he just right. like came back out of like a war zone. Horrified, horrified, horrified. It's like, dude, what happened? It's like, I just saw paranormal activity. It's fucking scary, man. <laughs> I'll never be the same again. Isn't that a great feeling though? I, I mean, I yeah. love to have that happen to you in a theater. It's just like, that's what you go there for. I keep wanting really? to be scared by movies and I'm not. And so I'm always like paranormal activity. When I saw it, I was like, well, that was pretty scary because I felt like you could, didn't know whether you were safe or not. There was no broadcasting of what was going to happen. Mm. And then I was like, well, that was pretty good. And I went home and then I'm looking in every corner of my house. I didn't want to yep. go down hallway. Like it kind of gets you later where you start kind of looking around at your environment in a different way going, Oh, I don't know. That's the thing. I think a lot of, you know, when we talk about, we really want that experience, that scary experience. What, what it is for me, I think the word I use is disorienting. There's sometimes I come out of a movie and I feel disoriented, like, you know, like I'm processing what I just saw. And recent, the recent film that did that for me was Hereditary. Did you guys mm. see I that? need to. I, I still I, have not. Oh, I need to God. see it. Oh, that, that will change a, you. That is a modern. We consider that a modern horror classic. I put that up there yeah. with the with the best yeah. of the ones of my favorites. It was it was disorienting, and it gave you a feel. It had a feeling that I felt like I haven't had watching a movie since I was a kid watching a movie that scared the crap out of me. You know, and it's not like it. It's not like I was sitting there trembling in fear and not able to keep watching it. I watched it all the way. I, I watched this movie by myself in my house alone. My wife was out of town. <laughs> and I watched it at night all I'm by myself. I'm glad she didn't watch it. And then after it was over, I watched it again. Yeah. And wow. I think I watched it the next day, too. Yeah, you did. Oh, shit. And yeah. I was I was like emailing these guys. I was like, good God, have you guys watch this like three times like I have because did you notice <laughs> this and this and this and this and this and I kept writing more emails I felel like I was losing my mind here well, it's funny because I, I had seen hereditary and then I told them okay everybody has to watch hereditary and I remember Burke emailed me he goes okay I'm starting hereditary something's gonna happen right and I'm like yeah. Just keep watching. <laughs> and then he wrote like going, oh my God. <laughs> it's a slow burn and it's it's that feeling of dread. If that, you know, it's 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 watching something, a, a story just going horribly wrong about this family. And you it's and then you have to watch because there's so many little things that happen in the corners and there's little details that are you do have to watch it twice. That you go, oh my At god, least. this is why this is you know, it goes back to earlier stuff in the movie. Like it's movies like that that you can watch repeatedly because it's like you see something new every time, and and uh, so that's why Hereditary is a to me it's it's one of the best films I've seen in a long. And it's long not time. super gory. It's just 
I mean, it has a score. It's moments, got that, but it's so much dread. I mean, I defy you to watch this movie and not be curled up in a ball, right? Eventually, <laughs> you will always you'll just be like slowly contracting as you like. Oh. And the disorienting aspects of it to me were the fact that you that you know Ari Aster, I think, is uh, he's like one hundred percent. He's batting a, a, a million right now. Yeah. Everything he's done has been something I've really liked. But this one had things in it that we were talking earlier about horror tropes. You know, there's certain things that you've seen in movies and you're like, okay, here comes that scene. Here comes the scene where the supernatural thing happens and it, and you kind of know how it's going to happen. Something's going to move and somebody's going to say, oh, what was that? You know, here's the scary kids going to kill our family. But this one had a superna- a couple of supernatural scenes in it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a couple of things that happen in the film in ways that, you've, I, that I have never seen them happen in a film before. And it throws you upside down just as it does the characters in the film. Like there's a person who's experiencing something and the way she, the way you're experiencing in the film is how she must be feeling. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's, I, it's I'm really well it made. Max, you'll be very quiet after the movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> gonna, I wasn't. So when you, I guys, have to, when I you watch Hereditary, say, I want to have you guys on our show to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Deal. This, this is honestly my homework for the day because my wife is also out of town, and, and so I'm going to be watching <laughs> this. Uh, but it, I it's, challenge it's you to my, watch it by yourself. <laughs> When your wife is out of town. Dude, Three it's going to be me row. just like squeezing my cat to death. Like, in just <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it, so it's been on my list for a while, but this is one of the few mm-hmm. movies like uh, looking at write-ups, like uh, basically like what you folks just said and all the descriptions of the movie yeah. that, so it's the first movie that's intimidated me from a distance. Haven't seen yes. it. And I'm scared before even going into it. Yeah, it took well, me a while that, too. I was like, I don't know of, if I want to see that. You have to really gird yourself, and like, I am I gonna am I ready for this? Well, for <laughs> me, it was the hype, and I I've seen you know tons of stuff, and I felt like okay, this is gonna be all this hype is all these you know people who don't really know very much about movies who are trying to hype this film that freaked them out, and I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, whatever. But, you know, I so I was kind of putting it off a little bit. And Kathy, Kathy watched it and said, you really need to see this. And I'm like, OK, I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but the um, and it's hard, almost hard to recommend because it's kind of unpleasant. <laughs> it's not a pleasant. Is it experience. worth is it worth watching with your significant other? Because my wife does love Tony Collette. So that's another reason why I've been wanting to watch she's, it. But does she like horror movies? Somewhat, yeah. I mean, I mean yes, do you guys, definitely. Do, I would like to see you scar her for life, so please let her watch. It. Do you guys have kids, or I we mean, do not? Like, okay, well, yeah, because well, that's good. Yeah, it's a it it's is a harrowing some, film. Yeah. I mean, take away the supernatural stuff, yeah. take away all that, and what you're left with is a is a really harrowing story, a heartbreaking story about a family and mental illness and loss and all these things. But then, good times, you know, yeah. My my mother's, you know, she always asks, and she said, I might watch this movie Hereditary. I go, wave oh. off, wave <laughs> off. No, well, no do stop. not watch this, yes. Even though I would love to hear what your mom thought. I'll make sure I put it on when uh, my very Catholic uh, mother-in-law comes into town, and then we'll just sit down as a family and watch that it. That would be oh, perfect. Lord, that would be oh, so Oh, my God. I would love that. It's almost like a movie you can play tricks on people with, like, hey, I've heard this is really fun. Yeah. And then put it on for people and then watch them all melt into the floor. Like, ah. yeah. 
And you you've turns seen it, it to right? the so ring. They're just mouth open. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you've seen it four or five times. You have you have popcorn and you're, uh, yeah, you're just yeah. like this is great. Wow, you just, I love this you just part. Watch them. <laughs> this part right here is so funny. <laughs> so but don't read anything about it. Like, don't spoil it at all because it's I better not knowing where the hell this thing's going because you think you know and then you don't know and then you think you know and it keeps taking all these left turns and you're like, what is happening? Up to the very last second yeah. of this film. And he treads this weird line of like absurdity that's you laugh because it's like, what? And then it, the longer you look at it, the creepier it gets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a right, formidable filmmaker, yeah. I think. Can't wait to hear what you think. All I know is that there's a very graphic someone gets set on fire scene. That's the only thing that's been spoiled for me. Well, right? good. That's is all that, you need to know. That's, we that's won't tell you anything more. Yeah, that's uh, that's in there for sure. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's fun. <laughs> that's a that's a good one. I almost forgot about that though. Really, yeah, but all the other harrowing things yeah. in it. Yeah, that was. Pretty oh good wow, too. it's all that bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ah, it's not that big of a deal. They that get melted their face. Ah, yeah, yeah, not big deal. <laughs> all right, who's, who's next? Next is it John? John? Sure, I'll throw something out. So. Um, Ginger Snaps. So this was made in 2000. Um, it's like a, it's almost a teenage horror movie, yeah. but extremely graphic. It's about uh, two daughters or two daughters, two sisters who are obsessed with death and all of their school projects are photography experiments with them just acting like they've been killed or committed suicide and so on. So that's the movie. The movie starts with a slideshow of them looking like they're dead a hundred different ways. And then immediately snaps into a teacher being like, uh... Okay, class, uh, you two just see me after class. We're <laughs> but it's a werewolf movie and extremely graphic, a lot of body horror and so on. But it was kind of what led into movies like Teeth, where um, hmm. a young woman going through puberty and the changes that makes with her body is something that they've twisted into almost a, 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 well, into a horror thing, um, which was very interesting. So just like Teeth, it, was, it played off of that um, a good coming of age story minus uh you know some girl werewolfing people's faces off and so on but something very very it, it stuck with me a long time it came out when i was in like middle school or something and it came on the television on hbo my buddy and i couldn't stop watching it just because of that slideshow from the start and every scene that happens is just oh what the f oh <laughs> i mean consistently at that age so I think everybody should check it out, especially if you were a fan of the movie Teeth. Very similar in that way. Oh, we're, yeah, we love Ginger Snaps. Yeah, I think I all Ginger of us. Have... I like it too because I feel like it was sort of a depiction of kind of the the outcast girls that you never really see often in movies, and they were the leads. You know, you didn't have necessarily uh, you know the love interest. They weren't just sidekicks. Like this really centered on the two girls and you know the the problems they were having, which was you know kind of gave it a little extra level of um, I don't know observation you can almost yeah. say because they had mm. that element in there along with this whole werewolf thing you know once a month the werewolf comes out I, so the whole thing about it was great yeah i i haven't seen it oh this is mark saying it. i'm not gonna text <laughs> max this this time but who the fuck are you three how the hell do you know these movies <laughs> <laughs> i'm the lifelong freaks yeah. We always love these movies. We actually do, so we, when we talk about, you know, we actually do homework. So we're going to see these movies yeah. if we're going to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, we so. se also send each other, every Ooh. time we see something, we're like, you need to watch this, you need to watch this, you need to watch this. Like Kathy has, you know, we have Shudder, which has, you know, it's all horror. Yeah, yeah so, so great. There's all kinds of, you know, hidden finds. The great thing about streaming is, you know, movies that you would never see if it wasn't around, it's like, you can watch it there. And, and if it's, you know, if it's not great, you turn it off after 15 minutes. But sometimes you catch a winner. 
my thing is I really want to find the hidden gems. Like I'm always like, what is the obscure heart? Because I feel like I've literally seen everything. I want to see the obscure thing that I didn't know about. So I, that's why I also love like foreign horror because, you know, stuff, they, the whole different level of horror because they're afraid of different things, like especially right. you know, Japanese. It's just different, a whole different style. So I love seeing all that obscure stuff. That's that makes it more. There's fun. whole worlds of it out there, just whole untapped resource worlds. And I, speaking about cultural things, that's fascinating. And when you get into, like, I remember I was in in Thailand once watching a movie that was just terrifying all Thai people. All the Thai people were freaking out about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and some friends of mine there were like, oh, if you like horror films, this is the scariest thing you will ever see. And I watched it and it was like, okay, that wasn't scary at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm telling them, you know, I'm scared by movies like The Exorcist and things like, oh, and they're like, scary. oh, that's, that's not scary. That's about some sort of Catholic church thing. <laughs> Catholic church thing. <laughs> that's just wizard <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Like magical so stuff. we need to keep this in our back pocket. What scares the tie? Well, it was interesting. Yeah, exactly. I want to know this. It was, it was interesting. Um, there, there's certain things like, you know, when you said Japanese movies, there's a lot of, um, in fact, certain Asian countries have a thing, have, there's, there's a look, you know, there's a look for American horror. Like if you're going to, if some film producer tells you design a monster for a horror movie, an American person is going to design a monster that looks a certain way. Looks like a bug. Or or a zombie or a with rotting flesh yes. with their yeah. teeth exposed. You know, there's certain eyeballs hanging out. And I've actually worked on movies where I've had to design monsters and I've tried to put my brain into a place that's not typical. And I always go to other cultures and look. But it, when you look at um, Thai or Japanese films, there's there's a thing that pops up every so often. It's a woman with long straight hair, like from the ring, you know, the girl that mm -hmm. crawls out of the TV right. in the ring with the long stringy hair tentacles wrapping yeah. roots of trees wrapping around like there's a movie called chinese ghost story oh i know that yeah that's crazy. and it's it, we we look at it and we're laughing because there's a witch that comes out and her tongue comes out of her mouth and her tongue is like a rope and it wraps around somebody and pulls them to her and to us we're laughing it's like her tongue it's like <laughs> What a Tex Avery cartoon or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's get but, over here. Yeah, Chinese, straight moral combat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Chinese people are watching that with a completely straight face, going, "Oh my god, it's scary." And so there's a lot of cultural things that people grow up in other countries that don't like. You know, it's like a sense of humor. You go to watch a a comedy film from China, and all the Chinese people are cracking up, and you're like that's stupid. That's not funny. And then they go to see an American comedy film and they're like, that is not funny at all. Was that the, the movie that scared the Thai people? Chinese ghost story? No, it was a, it was a, it to me looked like a, um, like the Thai version of dark shadows. It looked like a really <laughs> sort of low budget. There was a woman uh -huh. who they're, they're freaked out by ghosts. Like mm. The idea of a ghost haunting the house, the ghost of somebody that doesn't belong in your house, not your ancestors, but another oh. entity. Mm. And there was a woman who, who was taken by a ghost and she becomes a ghost because suddenly her hair gets wet and suddenly there's a green light on her. So she looks green, but you can tell somebody just spun a green light around on her. And it was, it was I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was fun to watch, but it didn't scare me. So, so the, the color green, that's the takeaway. The color green yeah. is horrifying. <laughs> that's yeah. what we're going for. <laughs> 
Do you have a green You're forced movie? to have an interpersonal conversation with direct eye contact. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> but there's actually a YouTube video that I saw once. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it's on YouTube and it's a video about um, what scares people in different cultures. And it's, you know, I guess maybe you could look that up, YouTube, you know, what scares people in different cultures. But somebody made a film where they had monsters from different cultures show up and it was really mm. funny because some of them are really silly yeah to us yeah to our eyes That's funny. this is a lot of google material for me later on here guys i appreciate it <laughs> You're that's notes. why i've been so quiet <laughs> i think i think there could be an entire uh, podcast just on uh, tentacles out east and that whole thing but um yeah. you're definitely yeah sure. you but you're definitely on something as far into as weirdness <laughs> it's really interesting to think about what's scary in some cultures and not because i remember the ring so the ring has haunted me to this day like when the ring mm. 2 trailer yeah. came on in a theater i remember screaming in a theater just at the trailer <laughs> And, uh, but somebody was like, no, 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 no. You, the, ring, the ring sucks. You have to go look at Ringu, the, you know, obviously the original yeah. one. Fine. Yes. And watching it and thinking this is horrible. This is absolutely <laughs> god awful horrible. Now, granted, this was back in the days of like Kazaa. And so I stole it and it was like someone in a theater filming it. But it was just not the same kind of thing. Once yeah. again, uh, tentacles. We need, there needs to be a, an entire episode on just tentacles. Or not. Yeah, that's yeah. maybe, yeah, you know, really. I don't know. There's a lot of lot of uh, material, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the horror, porn, you know, comedy. Just There's a whole... All different section types. At the, I remember there was Tentacles. a... In Little Tokyo here in Los Angeles, there was a big video store that had all the, you know, all the kaiju movies, of course, but they had a whole, a whole room in the back that you would go into, and it was like, like thousands of DVDs of tentacle porn horror <laughs> so that Gross. yeah no that is scary and it, it's not the movie it's you walking into that yeah, yeah exactly. that's where the ho- real exactly. horror movie is for for western culture <laughs> that's the beginning of a horror movie i think <laughs> you need to make that film fifteen thousand dollars boom <laughs> exactly let's do it with your iphone all right i'll go next um i'm gonna do another older film called the wicker man uh-huh. Mm. Not the one with Nicolas Cage, which no. of course is scary. How to get burned? Bees! Bees! Not the bees! <laughs> that is a, one of the great memes of all time. But um, yeah. the original one from 1973. Love that movie. Starring Edward Woodward. Have you guys seen that movie? The original no. one? I, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I haven't seen it, but I've heard you guys talk about it too. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that was. The, talk about a film. Um, there's something scary. I've talked about this before about when you travel somewhere that's you've never been to. You know, you're excited at first, then you realize, boy, I'm somewhere that I've never been to, and it's just a different experience. So this this is about a story about a uh, police, uh, you know, officer from from uh, England that goes to this Scot- I think Scottish Isle, yeah. right, to to investigate a uh, disappearance, missing girl, missing girl, and this it's just a very odd, strange. Uh, village and the people there you know, that uh, he meets you know they're very friendly and sort of friendly in a weird way and it, the, the island is uh led by christopher lee yeah so christopher lee is mm-hmm. great in this yeah, he's like <laughs> lord summerdale or something yeah. or something like that it's so really i don't know if he first s- crushes oh really <laughs> christopher really? <Lee> and <laughs> dracula 
mine was Britt Eklund, so we have something oh, in common. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Well, Christopher Lee said that was his favorite movie that he ever did. Well, it's really, it's just, if you talk about disorienting, going to a weird place, and then you realize you're by yourself trying to do a job, and there's something else is happening here under the society. You don't quite get it. So that feeling of just being, you know, not part of everything else. And then just gets deeper and deeper, more intense. And it's just, I remember seeing it, it's like, this is just horrifying. It's haunting. It's another yeah. one of those movies that haunts you after it's over. You think about it and you can't get it out of your head. Yeah. And it's, I don't know if you saw Ari Aster's you know, latest Midsommar, but he, you know, borrowed in a, in a loving way yeah. a lot of the ideas from the from, feeling uh, of it. The feeling of it. So uh, I won't say more than that, except that it's, it's another movie to watch and, uh, you will not, will not be disappointed. Uh, directed by Robin Hardy, who I don't think has done any other movies. Yeah, it's kind of like a weird one-off. Yeah. Yeah. He did so, a few other things, but nothing no. like The Wicker Man. That yeah. was that, And it's an unusual film. It's got, um, like you mentioned, Brit, Brit Eklund in it. There's some scenes that people, you know, nowadays might maybe kind of laugh at or something. Yeah. But it, when you think about it, it's, it's pretty, it's a, it's disorienting, like I was saying before. It yeah. puts your brain, tweaks your brain. Yeah, it's and it has a haunting ending. So Ooh. that's number two for me. Awesome. That's a great one. It's a classic. Well, thinking awesome. about uh, things in certain cultures that scare others, it just kind of seems like the movie's about a Brit being scared about wandering into Scotland, which would only be scary <laughs> for them. Horrifying. In the there's 70s. Probably some sort, there's During probably the some culture. sort of yeah, weird underbelly of, you know, of that, that uh, relationship is probably, you know. Yeah. What, what scares Scottish people yeah. is different than what scares us. Do they still but cut off our heads? Horror. It's, a, it's a great example of isolation horror because he's literally on an island. He's yeah. literally trapped, mm. surrounded by water. Can't, you know, he can't. Some there's yeah. something keeping him from being able to go. He has a he flies there in a seaplane, which is kind of cool, and just lands off the coast in this plane. And it's the opening scene is one of my favorites, where he gets out of the plane and he's like shouting over to these old men on the beach on the dock, and he's like, "Hey, can you send me over the dinghy? Can you send the little boat over for me?" And they all sort of talk to each other a little bit, and he's like. And okay. there's a boat sitting, little boat right there, and they are just talking. Like, should we? Hmm, let's see. And he's like, "I'm, I'm the police. I'm come here to investigate. Can you send the boat over?" And they're like, "Nope. I'm um, sorry, no, we can't do it." <laughs> it is like, well, I am a police officer here investigating a crime. You need to send the little boat. And they're like, "Hmm, nope. I'm sorry." They were trying I to do, do it. Own, own, I don't own have good. the power on the plane. <laughs> yeah, he should have just left. Huh? Goddamn Scots muddling up our perfect English. Right. Damn Scots. So I have another foreign film, obscure foreign film, talking about what scares people from other cultures. It's The Eye, which is the oh. original The Eye, don't, not the Jess Galba one. That was just hideous. Do not watch it. Um, it's 2002, and the basic conceit is a woman gets eye surgery. She has a corneal implant, I think, and then she starts seeing ghosts. So sort of that classic, oh like you get a body part from someone else, and then you start, you know, it might be an mm. arm. You start killing people with it. You get someone's eyes. You start seeing weird stuff. Eyes of Laura Mars. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Donovan's so, brain. <laughs> the hands of Orlac. All of those. But it has that same, it has some of the scariest, weird, creepy ghost scenes that, I. It, they're almost, that same thing where it almost verges on comical, except that there's just something so sincere about it that you're like, what is happening right now? Right. 
they'll have like the woman's in a like in a cafe and she looks out of the window she just sees this woman that just doesn't look quite right she's just kind of going by the window and you realize she's just sort of floating by and then she stops and looks in the window and just kind of licks the glass and it's super like what what is happening <laughs> so but there's an elevator scene that i have never forgotten that is definitely <laughs> worth seeing because it's just the strangest most deadpan weird ghost stuff you'll ever see but it has this spectacular ending that I don't even say anything I think more it's about. A great it's movie. just insane. Yeah. I so think it's a great Definitely film. we're seeing, directed by the Pang Brothers, which is just cool sounding. Yeah. <laughs> and they've done a bunch of movies too. <laughs> they're um, they're they out of Singapore? Some, yes. Yeah. I am they did a a, movie. amazed that it's even legal to make a horror movie from right? in Singapore. Like, <laughs> Especially anything that includes like a historic event. Yeah. You think, what? Yeah. Oh, this is kind of political. <laughs> and everybody in, my wife is from Thailand and she knows about that that thing that was a horrible thing that happened yeah, and everybody everybody but, remembers it there indonesia and even up to thailand yeah. so that's that classic you know that's just a different style and it just is creepy because you're not used to seeing anything depicted this way yeah so it's that's a cool concept oh oh me again yes um all right yeah what five do you have now burke has done 20 so far yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of the, the 70s let me go back to the 70s again <laughs> Now, um, something that scared me as a kid, I've always, I don't know, I've always had a thing about um, dolls and ventriloquist dummies. And mm. there was a sh- there was a TV movie that came out in the 70s, like 1975, um, with Karen Black, the almighty Karen Black. And it was called Trilogy of Terror. And it was a three-part anthology. It had three stories. They all had Karen Black in them, but she played different characters. Mm. And one of those Ooh. stories was called Prey, and it's based on a Richard Matheson story. And Richard Matheson has written so many of the things that scared me. Anything Richard Matheson did was brilliant, but this one was so simple. The premise is so simple. It's another one of those things that could have been done in a typical way, like horror tropes and whatever. But she's a woman in an apartment. She bought this weird little thing called a Zuni fetish doll for her boyfriend or her husband and he's interested in ancient deities and things and she's in her apartment and the the little thing comes to life and chases her around the apartment <laughs> and that is it that's the, that's the <laughs> story the, it has a cool ending but i love the little because he's made of wood there's this little pitter patter pitter patter right when runs, he's running mm. <laughs> so creepy and it's one of yeah. those things that could be ridiculously funny that there's this little doll. It's like a puppet on a stick, basically. It was all practical effect. <laughs> it's like a bobblehead. I'm looking at him right now. It was exactly. a total bobblehead. In fact, I think you can get a bobblehead of that doll. Yeah. Karen Black just sells it, though. But Karen Black is awesome. She's so good. But that scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. You know, the <laughs> idea of something under the bed, you know, like there's one yeah. shot where the thing has gone away and she thinks it fell down and went under the couch and there's this scene where she reaches down and puts her hand under the couch and she's reaching and feeling around under there and then she's like oh and she pulls her hand out and there's blood on her finger and she's like cut herself on something under there you know but she it's the it's the zoom fetish (laughs) doll little bitey bite bite dabbed by a toothpick oh my god yeah (laughs) <laughs> but that always freaked me out when i was a kid i would go back to my bed in my bedroom and i would i wanted to get in the bed really fast before my feet were next to the under underneath of my bed <laughs> you know because maybe there's this little thing under there that's always creeped me out too it's just something that's little but with big sharp teeth that it just like all yeah. you can see is the teeth there was an episode of a show called the night gallery yeah. there, 
I don't know if you guys ever saw the Night Gallery from the, another seventies no. thing. It was produced, and a lot of them were written by Rod Serling, Twilight Zone guy, hmm. and these yeah. were seventies. But there were there was an episode called The Doll of that with um, the actor John Williams, not the composer, <laughs> but he he plays a guy who committed some atrocities in India. And so an Indian guy wanted revenge, sent something to his home in England and it arrived before he got there. And so his little daughter opens it thinking it's a present from daddy. And when she opens it, there's this hideous rotten looking doll in there. And she thinks it's something that her daddy sent her from India. So she plays with it, becomes friends with it. And when he gets home, he finds her with this hideous, smelly doll, and she loves it. And she's like, oh, we have such great conversations, Daddy. And he's like, and then, you know, he'll walk by her bedroom, and he'll hear her talking to this doll and saying things like, no, don't, don't, no, don't do that. And it's, that scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. (laughs) And then does it have like a, um, like a, a terrible like Detroit accent with red hair and just starts calling people <laughs> bitches and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Friends forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Friends to the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the cool thing about it is that you never hear the yeah. thing's voice. Only the little girl can hear it. And the little girl, the so actress who effective. played the little girl so much better. was, there's a scene in it that I've always loved. If you watch this episode where she's talking to her daddy and the dad's trying to say, we need to get rid of that doll. And, the little girl is looking away from her dad. She doesn't make eye contact with her father. And it's it's like the doll has turned her against her father. Yeah. And it's just it's just brilliantly done. It's very subtle and just shot really dark. It has a real noir feel to it. And 70s, man. Yeah. yeah. Go back to the 70s. There's a theme here. <laughs> I know you guys are 70s, and then mine is like 2008 to 2012. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but I feel like that's also just like, that's the age that I was watching these movies in the same way for sure. you guys too. You know, like yeah, it's just kind of gets sudden that age. It's yeah. very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So for my last one and John, do you want to share this one with me or do you yeah, want Yeah. Yeah. Let's share it. I mean, it's share several it. movies in one and it's just, it still makes, well, yeah, go. It's I'm not going to say anything horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, uh, it's the movie VHS which yeah, is also sure. anthology film where a group of yeah. burglars break into a house and start playing these VHS tapes that are either, you know, supernatural or just straight up stories of murder. And is probably this definitely, and like I say, probably or definitely, it is certainly the scariest movie I've ever seen in the most impactful. <laughs> yeah. I love that concept just yeah. in general. I just love, I yeah. love found footage. I love the idea of that, of finding something on tape that could be real. Like just, uh, I just love that. I handheld. thought I thought VHS two was also good. I it's, just said fuck yeah. that. Yeah, dude, <laughs> Max, you still have to watch it. There's no, one, like, I the, don't. Yes, you do. If you're gonna watch Redditary, you're gonna watch this. You have to watch it just for the cult scene. It that makes the I was whole gonna say thing. that. That's a good double feature. The cult yeah. scene is a huge standout in that. Oh wow, wow. Yeah. I haven't gotten pins and needles in a long time. And that whole scene, like even like the, yeah. the semi mass suicide when they walk in on one frame is wild. Like, Oh, yeah. just insane. That, that had that sort of like, what is wrong with the person that made this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Unhinged filmmakers. Exactly. Filmmakers run amok. <laughs> but like, so it, it's, it's interesting watching like VHS. So it's anthology. And me personally, I've always hated short stories because it just, it's, 
it, pardon my French, but it kind of blue balls me personally. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I want to know more. I want to know more details. I want more crafting. But the fact that they are able to ground it in a, in, I guess in real time where folks are actually watching this VHS tape and then coming back into real time and something's actually happening in the house that they're watching these VHS tapes too, like turns it into a movie as opposed to mm-hmm. several yeah. movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And, and that first tape sets the tone for the entire thing. Because I think the first tape with the with the teenage witch girl is still the scariest thing I've seen. Like the um specifically it's just when that guy's looking up at the stairwell in his point of view and the witch just kind of crawls into frame and just whispers, Hello. Just yeah. still scares the <laughs> shit out of me. Uh, that yeah. is that John Bruckner who directed uh, that? David Bruckner David Bruckner does the one the the episode where they take the girl back to the hotel. That's it. This is it. This that's the one. Yeah. yeah. So that's Yeah, that's the one. He's yeah. uh he's directed he directed a film called The Ritual that's on Netflix, which is really good. Oh, mm. that is solid. And, that yeah. and he um yeah. He's also doing the first two episodes of the new Creep Show series that's on. Uh, cool. I watched one of those last night was good. On yeah. Shutter. So, yeah. 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 On Shutter, yeah. So he's a director to watch. Yeah, he's he's special. He's like Mike Flanagan, you know, <laughs> he's coming special. up. You know, he's yeah. very special. <laughs> we'll just I say mean, that. I mean, you imagine, yeah. I know, right? That's, it's like, what do you, is that good assessment. or bad? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, watch VHS and then you tell me. I don't know. Yeah, yes, exactly. And then watch VHS too and see if you still feel the same. <laughs> it's How many special. of those were there? Was there two? There's just the two. Just okay. Yeah, but there was a couple other ones that were kind of like VHS, yeah. but they were called something else. Like, wasn't there like one called Record or something? Wreck. Like, Wreck. Yeah. Wreck was not the oh, same. It, was not? it wasn't an anthology. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Right. But there was that like, um, there was, was that other. the Aunt Timpson Thousand Ways to Die or what? It had like a bunch of like two minute horror movies in yeah. there, so it was crazy. Uh, that was kind of good. Too. The ABCs. Vine and Die. That's yeah. the one I'm thinking ABCs of. ABCs yeah. Death. That is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've mm-hmm. known Aunt Timpson for many, many years. Way back in the magazine days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. My Mark's third, next. I was going to do another old one, but I want to feel, you know, I'm going to get get with the come spirit. On, come on, get, get, no, no, no. This get is, in touch. This is for a couple of year, from a couple of years ago that I watched yeah. recently, uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, mm, wow. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was so surprising, so fulfilling, and I mean, mm-hmm. just buckets buckets of black yeah, like so I much think, <laughs> yeah the director this guy andre avradal did a film called uh troll hunter yeah which was a couple of years old <laughs> also which is just a great yeah i love that movie i remember you telling me that about that one john it's yeah, amazing one, i mean performance enhancing drugs have some watch it it's it doesn't even yeah. matter it's in another language you get over it's the subtitles so, in 15 minutes yeah so much better than you think too yeah, yeah. it's really and the effects are great but it, this one is you know a contained thriller it happens basically in mm. one room or like a basement and it's just an autopsy of this woman and then just how how weird it goes and just how it's just an autopsy what could go wrong yeah <laughs> but it's got great acting Emil Hirsch is in it Brian Cox I mean it's it's Both just great. a really good tight film that I've watched a couple of times I said boy this gets better with each huh. feeling so yeah, I recommend one. that one highly awesome I'll go into some obscure, more obscure that kind of ties into sort of found footage stuff we were talking about called Sandman. And it's Sandman mm. with an ampersand. So I don't even know how you really say it, <laughs> but it's hard. Like, to, it's really hard to Google. Sign man. Sandman. It's a, it's a interesting movie because it's a documentary about extreme horror, like underground extreme horror filmmakers who basically don't have movie deals you used to have to go to conventions and get their movies on videotape, basically. Um, and they would sell them to you just directly. Uh, and so this guy is doing this documentary about horror. Why do we like horror? And then it turns into this one guy is especially good. Like, his stuff is especially scary. And um, 
then people start wondering, is he actually killing people in his films? Like they think it's almost Ooh. too real. So the filmmaker goes on a quest to kind of follow this guy around and like do some detective work. So he's filming the guy, you know, he's interviewing him and uh, he's trying to find out if the guy for real is a killer or not. So creepy. Like I, cool. I still think about that movie sometimes cause it's so, it's that kind of deadpan. You feel like it's real because it's all wrapped up in, I mean, they interview real people. Mm. Real experts, real filmmakers, they show clips from these extreme horror films, which is horrifying enough because right. they're completely sick and crazy. So Ugh. you're already kind of off balance by all the insanity you're seeing. And then you see this. And what's so great about it is that this guy, when he's doing his films, when he's showing murder, it's kind of ugly and awkward. And the the fights are kind of feeble and weird. And like it just doesn't look cinematic. So that's where everybody's like, this doesn't seem fake. This seems too real. It's It's almost too... Mm. undramatic that it seems real so it's it's really good you should check that one out that's awesome mm. is, is this like Petty. a is it a nod to cannibal holocaust in a way or like with that whole story as far as nodding to that that poor director having to go on trial for allegedly right. murdering one of the right. actresses and the actress exactly. showing yeah, up, and the actress showing up. no i'm alive yeah i'm not dead <laughs> yeah maybe somebody should check that before it went to trial yeah <laughs> like my paycheck that was yeah. cashed <laughs> No actors were harmed in the making of this film. (laughs) But this film, you do kind of wonder, like even the other ones, the extreme horror thing, you know, it's all, you know, wrapped up in like how women are treated in these films. And you kind of go, Mm. is this, is this stuff safe for people? (laughs) I don't know. So that one kind of makes you sort of think about filmmaking in a different way. Sandman. It's creepy. You know, I have to say, speaking of Cannibal Holocaust, the soundtrack album of that film is great. (laughs) Really? I will not watch Oof. it. It has yeah. animal death in it, and I will not watch animal death. Yeah. What did yeah. they What did they kill? I haven't watched it yet just Tor- because I don't really the get turtle. down with the impalements, but because after you Holocaust? understand how it works, yeah. yeah it's, it's really, I, I can't it's watch not, it either. Don't see it. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. animal sacrifice, right? Like they, isn't it like a lamb or something? It's like cannibals and stuff. So, oh, there's uh, a turtle. There's the a lot turtles, of and it's just, oh. yeah, it's just a, it's got, it's kind of got a mean spirit like vibe it. to it. No. Yeah. It's not pleasant. They think they can. They can kill animals because no one's going to put them in jail for it. So they just do it as a cheap thing. It's yeah. gross. Oh, it's, it's just it's cruel. Really for, yeah. yeah. It's, it's cruel. Yeah. But Not when cool. you see it in something like Apocalypse Now, you realize that that's a ritual that actually happens in cultures, you know, and it still won't watch. It's that. still hard to watch, but that one scene. What was that about not being afraid of religion anymore? Because I sure as hell am. <laughs> I'm afraid of religion. It scares the shit out of me. Well, in yeah, yeah. actual religion, yeah. yeah but, real religion. Uh, you know, <laughs> for sure. Actual functioning, you know, religion and religious people. Yeah. yeah but definitely. the uh the idea of um what's interesting about the exorcist, I always talk about this, the the um the fact that I'm not a religious person, but I really love the exorcist. Um you know, and God wins at the end, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Mm. And it's about demonic possession, which I really don't believe in. But, you know, when you watch it, you're like, wow, this, it's a, what if it, what if it was real? It was real. Well, it's real sometimes, right? Well, it's, I yeah. mean, not real, but they do stupid shit like it's that. It's epilepsy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they put people Just called not rituals. being on your medication. Yeah. 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 That's what it, that's where it came from was people who had, you know, Un, untreatable mental yeah. illnesses or epilepsy or some other kind of medical situation that people were like, well, it must be, it must be that a demon is inside of her. I think it's a medical situation. Yeah. <laughs> I think Linda Blair just has Tourette's. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Pretty much. No, she just didn't pay her tithe to the Catholic church. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry. laughs> they did She's not a have a red Catholic. door. 
She played with a Ouija board. Oops. Let the demons in. <laughs> so you got a list of movies to watch now. Tons guys. of movies. So many. So many movies that We're I don't know. We're up to 23 sleep. movies now. Yeah. We have to do an update on what you guys thought of it now. And we could go on and on, honestly. <laughs> Seriously, this, this could never end. We could do a five-hour podcast. Pandora's box has been over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to definitely um, try to do like a continuation here after we both watch Hereditary and talk about that for sure. That yeah. would be really uh, fun, actually. We should do that. Awesome. Is there any other uh, movie mentions you guys want to do? Or is God, that uh, don't you open think we gave question? you enough? <laughs> no, I know. I don't even know why. I just asked. <laughs> um, I'm... Before we go to, I'm just going to jump right uh, back to a VHS for a minute, just because that there's that one scene with the knife thing that's recorded. And that still like physically scares me. And John can attest to this last weekend because we were at a wedding and my beautiful supportive wife, Nikki, sent out a picture to my friends of me passed out wearing an eye mask with the blanket up to my chin. Sleeping <laughs> like I'm in a coffin because I still I still do that when I feel vulnerable. Just from that, that is movie. so funny. <laughs> Cover your neck with a with a blanket. That'll yeah. protect you I'm from a knife. Do it. Under a blanket. Yeah. Thank God for the definitely blanket. won't pull the blanket down when you're asleep. <laughs> yeah, I always when I was a kid, I remember pulling the blanket around the back, pulling a blanket around my back, thinking, okay, this will protect me from a ventriloquist dummy that's <laughs> right. yeah. with a scalpel. <laughs> I'm so glad that no one brought up The Conjuring, which I take as my <laughs> my example of like the worst horror movie and the biggest oversell and like the exact kind of thing I feel like is a horror movie for people who don't like horror movies and want to pretend like I saw a horror movie and it's not scary. It has dolls in it. I hated it. That was my fourth movie. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I lived with a couple way back in the day and the husband would refuse to watch horror movies. I mean, flat out refused. He would leave the apartment if that was what was going to come on the television kind of a thing. So his wife conned him into watching it saying that, no, 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 no. The film is really about family values and keeping your loved ones close and all this shit. And then we're watching it the whole time. And halfway through, he just stops. and goes, where the fuck are the family values? There's nothing. And he just leaves. Is this There's Mark? Nothing this nothing redeeming is in this film. This is Mark. This is Mark. He couldn't even handle that. He couldn't even I love that. That's really funny. Well, the interesting thing is I remember in the, I think it was in the 80s when that book came out about the, what are they called? The Warrens? Yeah, the Warrens. Yeah, the Warrens. Mm-hmm. They're, I think it was called Poltergeist. Poltergeist I don't want to give the Conjuring other... anymore. <laughs> but that book, actually, I remember reading it and thinking, okay, I don't believe in the supernatural, but I'm yeah, reading this book. And it was actually a pretty scary book. And the stuff about the doll and everything was really scary. And the other, the things about the voices that people were hearing in their houses and stuff. Did and they do the Amityville Horror? I think. Were they part of that? I whole think scene? they were yeah. part of that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, they're, they're con artists, you know. Horrible. Horrible. If, if it's a high, yeah. If, if it's like a high, um, high exposure haunting, they were yes. involved in it in some way. Yeah, they exactly. would show up. It was a paycheck. And make yeah. a couple of bucks out of it and yeah. leave. Yeah. Yeah. Our job is done here. We have educated the world. <laughs> Where's home. the camera? Watch films. Go home and watch movies. Scare yourself. It's October. It's almost. Right. Scary then. movie every day starting October 1st. It's Halloween. Start watching these movies. That's the homework. It keeps yep. the evil doctor away. Right? Exactly. This was super Max. fun, you guys. VHS yeah, 2, Max. All right. Okay. You're going to watch Hereditary. it. Hereditary right by yourself this. when your Put wife is on. out of town. Exactly. Get it while you can. <laughs> Let us know what you think via Twitter or however you contact yeah, us. Yeah, we definitely yeah. want to know. Well, we should do a podcast. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that'd, be That'd be fun.
We are right. down. All right, guys. Awesome. Worth well, thank you guys. Thank we appreciate it. Much. Yeah, really fun. fantastic. It was, yeah, I really appreciate you, you guys inviting us on. So yeah, thanks for having us. Fun times. Thanks, guys. Right. <laughs> See ya. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hang up already, Jesus. Sorry, Bye. Bye. Bye again. I was hoping oh, to be like, shit. oh, they're going to be like, fuck these guys. I was like, come on, say something. Say something. <laughs> that would be say great. Something. <laughs> Fucking amateurs. Holy shit. They know their horror. Uh, I have never seen anything, experienced anything like that before. That was amazing. I mean, like, I just want to start like, emailing him. Have you seen this? Yeah. Have you seen yes. this? You fuck.